Hi, I'm homosexual Brian Safi. And I'm feminasty Erin Ann Gibson. And this is Attitudes, LGBT plus issues. Gender issues. Pop culture. Oh, Brian, I just wanted to, just real quick, just My a God. little bit of concealer. Thank you so much. Conceal this. Can you handle it? Isn't that so funny? It's, it, whatever it I is. I mean, yes. isn't that funny? It's hysterical. Whatever it is, yes. No, it's funny because when you talk about something you can conceal, you could, it could either be makeup or a gun, you know? Oh, especially in this country. My exactly. God. Exactly. My so God. Really I'm funny. looking at you, um, Bobert. What a uh, dumb name. She's magnificent. Uh, Isn't she wonderful? Yeah. I love her and I love Marjorie Taylor and I love George Santos. I mean, you, you talk about, you, yes, please. Just a fucking A team. Oh, yeah. Double, double yeah. boil and trouble. I love that. I love that. That. Um, who did we say? Who's the first one? Not cinema. Bobert. Yeah. Beautiful. Has the skill level to do <laughs> eye makeup under a glasses. Yes. You, so you, when you wear glasses, it's a little bit like what's happening on your eyes, and you always can see how much makeup she has on. And I gotta say, she clearly does her makeup after she put her glasses on. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the best part. I wonder why they don't make like a little like decals for your glasses, so it's like it looks like you have makeup on, but only when you have your glasses on. Speaking of makeup, honey, all the clothes and all the shoes behind you. I am convinced you're in a secure location. I feel relieved. I I am at <laughs> so funny, Brian. You know when um when you leave acting, acting comes calling. And Is that so, how it works? Mm-hmm, when Got you it. leave acting, acting goes. What did I do wrong? How can I make it better? Sure. And so what had ha- happened about that was that I had fallen into a Broadway show. So you're <laughs> backstage you at a Broadway theater right now in your this dressing is- room. This is my dressing room. So as you can see, it has plants, shoes, hats, jackets, ruffles. I, all I want to know is, because there's about 50 outfits and about 30 pairs of shoes. Mm-hmm. How many costume changes do you have in this play? Oh, well, listen, it's it's called Costumes. And oh, so, that's the name of the play? Oh, so then it yeah. makes sense that you have all these costumes. There's a costume change every minute. I mean, it's really just Holy me. shit. Yeah, it's a lot of downtime for the audience. <laughs> are the costume changes longer than the amount of time you're on stage? Yes. But the, yeah. sh- the show is five hours long, no intermission. Wow. But people can just go intermissions whenever I'm, you know, maybe I'm putting on my my green stripe. Maybe I'm putting on my uh, oh. my my couch, my couch floral, you know? I love will you describe again what a couch floral is? So a couch floral is that is a is a fabric. Because some people that, might not know those textiles. Right. It's dead stock fa- textiles from the 60s <laughs> where they had extra fabric and then someone folded it up in a neat square and put it in a closet. And so the hipsters come in to demolish and they see this fabric and they go, I've got to make a coat out of it. Fabulous. So it basically looks like, here, I'll just show you. Oh, please show me like, your wares, honey. It looks like you could make a couch out of it. Oh, that's beautiful. You, oh, you my God. What? Yeah. And this is... One. You know, I've never it. been in a Broadway dressing room. No, one time I was in a Broadway dressing room, but this is so much better than the one I saw. Mm, mm, yeah. I mean, like, and the thing that's cool about it is this is like a, just a regular rack from Target, but it's literally bending in the middle mm-hmm. because I have so much. And the and one of the reasons I have so many things is I also, um, you know, I, um, yes, I'm not the same size as I was before COVID. So I've got stuff that fits. I got stuff that doesn't fit. That's the best part of any closet. I got to say, there's the shame rack and then there's the promising rack. Pulling something out and going, this doesn't button. Do you want to know the one time I was backstage in a Broadway theater? And this is true. I was about to graduate from college and some of my family came out to witness the event. Okay. It was my event. I was throwing an event, graduation. Mm -hmm. So... And my event went off without a hitch, especially with all the people I had to deal with. You know what I mean? The table yeah. scripts were wonderful. Everyone wore the right gowns. You know what I mean? It was a hats-only event. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Do you know what I mean? And so everyone's nude, but they have hats on. And or- gowns. That's right. 
Oh, sorry. Um, okay. Yeah. Are the gowns made of hats? No. No, they're actually sort of made of like, there's a beautiful silk blend and they're completely <gasps> shapeless. Yeah. So it's silk and like a nylon? Poly silk nye is what the combo is. Anyway, this is true. So we, I went to go see, my parents were in town, my grandparents were in town and I was like, do you guys want to see a Broadway show or what? Let me take you to Stephen Sondheim's Follies about the yesteryear <laughs> performers on the great stage um, that my grandparents from Texas probably really couldn't have given a shit about. But <laughs> it was Blythe Danner and it was Judith Ivy. Now, Judith Ivy, if you don't know who she was, she was on Designing Women, she's been in a million things. Judith Ivy and I had the same piano teacher, except she had her much earlier than I did, <laughs> decades earlier. So I, wait, you were taking piano lessons in New York? No. So she's from Texas. Oh, okay. Judith Ivy is. So anyway, I did a little note slip and said, you and I, honey, immediately send this to Judith Ivy. You and I, I took piano from the same piano teacher as you did. Suddenly, Miss Ivy would like to see you backstage. Excuse me. I took my entire family. She shared a dressing room with Blythe Danner. By the way, I think 10 out of 10 people right now don't know anyone I'm talking about. <laughs> but if you don't know, Blythe Danner is the person who gave birth to Goop. So get this. We go backstage. They're sharing a dressing room, which was shocking to begin with because they're the stars of the show. Just put up a screen. I think they must have been friends or something. I don't know. Who walks in? Who walks in? Blythe Danner? Well, no, she's in there too. <laughs> Goop herself. Gwyneth, the Gwyn. GP. It's just a couple years older than you, right? How dare you? She's like 10 years older than me. No, that's I don't, probably I like don't five know. years. I don't know. I don't know either. But um, my and you know Shakespeare and Love had already come out, so oh. multi generations knew who she was. So that was very exciting for my parents and grandparents. They got to see like a real star. I mean, she was really at the top of her game back then. So that's my Broadway story. There's nothing funny about it, but there's a lot that's charming about it. Well, I'll tell you this: Gwyneth Paltrow is older than you by yeah, but not ten years, like five. No. One? More. More. Okay, seven. Well, because we are exactly the same age, correct? Yes. We were born on the same day in all of it. Every, the minute, down to the minute. So yeah, seven. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, but you said 10. I'm sorry, Aaron. I said 10 and then I said five. My God damn it. You know what? It is, I just want everyone to understand something. It is President's Day, the one holiday I celebrate. And yet, Aaron and I are recording today and I'm getting so much sass thrown my way. And by the way, not to mention Andy, I know it's Andy's favorite holiday too. So we were had a whole Washington celebration we planned on doing today. So oh, you can imagine how upset. He was the best. You can imagine how upset I am. Yes, you because you celebrate. I think presidents like, they should be celebrated. Yeah, and it's so I wonderful really that we do it With, through mattresses, you know? Oh, yeah, and stove sales. It's wonderful. Oh, my God. If you go to ABT Appliances right now. I get one stove every year, and it happens to be on President's Day, okay? Well, aren't you glad you're, be- you're going to be getting a rebate this year? Thanks, Thank- to one, thanks to one president, Mr. Biden. I get a rebate for my stoves? Well, yeah, if you do energy-efficient upgrades this year, you get a bunch of tax credits. Oh, no. No, no. No, I like my regular. I like my regular. You do a full... What do you... You do a coal stove, right? Coal burning? Absolutely. I burn coal every night. Even when I'm hot, I burn coal for warmth. Yeah. Because I just like the look of it. You like the soot soot look? Hi. My name's Brian, and I love soot. That's my dating profile. I think it's capture. I think it captures a lot about you. Can I tell you something? That, can I give you a gripe about my dating? Yes, and then Not I want to tell you. The, I want to tell you the history of this room after that. I've been on any dates recently, but the amount of times I get asked, "What are your hobbies?" Okay, what? Why? I don't know. Because like I guess that? people. I guess like people that. have. Uh, yeah, basically. And then I say, and then they ask me again. They're like, no, I know, but like, what are your hobbies? And I'm like, I don't know what else to say. I like to go hiking. I play tennis constantly. And they're like, right, but besides that, 
It happens all the time. And I'm like, I don't know what else I'm supposed to come up with. I mean, I read, I watch TV, I like movies. What? Also, fuck off. Like, I, I feel like- also, I L- s- Yeah, please, go No, ahead. LA has a disease where it's like, I must be busy all at all times, so I'm going to have to stop a for a second and think about who I am or what I'm doing with my life. Right. And so it's like- And it's all a lie. Tennis- no one is ever that busy, I hate to tell you. Oh, of course Except not. for like nurses, <laughs> you know, and teachers. Like and they're they that three, busy. They, nurses only do three days on a lot of the time. So four days uh, out of the lazy. week. I take it all back. You're right, Aaron. You're right. Why do they ask? Why do they ask about hobbies? Constantly. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to What do be, they say? I'm not going to be interesting enough for the both of us, okay? So you're going to have to come <laughs> up with some answers too. What are your hobbies? What do they say? I don't know what they say. Carnivals? I don't know what they say. I, I By that point, I've, I'm basically no. It's just not going to happen. So I have a question. Don't they say this on their profile or is it? Is it? Yes, but then they say it again in person. You can't imagine what I've been through. I, I really, I'm not envious. What, yeah. I, there's a lot of things I'm jealous about, about you. A lot. Thank you. I mean, a Thank laundry you. list. Yes, of course. My laundry bags, for one. Very fancy. Swarovski. Your, tex- your textured pillows. My textured pillows. Ooh, I just ordered some new pillows for my other room. Ah, so excited. What do you use a- as, as your fill? Because I have a hot tip on a fill. Hit me with your hot tip. Well, Pottery Barn has really affordable feather inserts. Oh, fabulous. So I will and do you, that. And you do two inches bigger than your pillow. So it fluffs. Oh my God, Aaron. I'm not even kidding. That is a wonderful tip. Yeah, you're welcome. And I I got it from a designer. I did not <laughs> Damn, in my that. dating life, I've seen enough tips. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that is a Honey, great idea, though. Thank you. You had enough fill? You've had your fill of it? <laughs> yes. Oh. What do you think? What do you think you're gonna do? Are you gonna? But is this is this people in New York or LA? Uh, mostly in New York. And by the way, I'm acting like Wait, I'm this dating is New York. New York, yeah, a couple in LA too. But actually, no, these are LA people who say that shit. But I gotta say this: I'm acting like it happens all the time. I've been on like two dates in the last month, so it's we're, it's not like it's happening. That's a lot. Time. It to is to be yeah. that interested to be like I'm gonna go out. I'm leaving my my domicile. Yeah, I usually go to a place I can walk to. I gotta, I gotta shake it up, baby. I got to. I usually walk really right do. down the street to Sunset Motherfucking Boulevard in Silver Lake, and I go somewhere there. Have you been to Chi-Chi's or whatever? I don't know. C C I C I. It's like a little Italian lunch spot. I haven't. No, I'm but I don't curious. go for meals. I really only go for drinks, unless it's like date four. Oh, because you're going at night. So you're going to the Thirsty Crow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm going to the I can't crow. imagine you there with your all your, you know, your steampunk look, yes, your big goggles, goggles, your stovepipe hat. Yeah. It's absolutely wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. And and mm. actually my dating profile, I in speaking of stovepipe, is actually just pictures of my stoves throughout the years. Oh, I love the this. one my annual stove haul. So, so when yeah. you bought your condo, you said, I need a bedroom, I need a bathroom. I need a stove room and a kitchen. So you don't have a butler's pantry. You have a stove arena. Exactly. I have a stove yeah. arena. I yeah. have a stove arena. And that's so funny because if I ever uh, have a fashion line, I'm going to call it stove arena. All one word? Yeah. Oh, I love that. So that is good. So where are you seeing me now? Yes. Tell me the tell me the newest location. that I'm, You have a little more breathing room in this hostage situation than you have in yes. the yeah. So this is my mommy dearest alcove. I love it. I'm not even sitting, kidding. I love it. Sitting in front of me is a makeup mirror with full lights, like full. They're not, I'm going to replace them with Broadway lights, but right now they're just like LED tubes, which is whatever. But I will be Broadwaying out this. Here, I'll show we, you. We can only hope. We See? can only hope. Oh, yeah. Nice. And I, can wa- I can watch myself both on camera and in the mirror. It's great. I, I love it. That's the best Okay, so... 9 a.m. Look, look mm. at look at yourself twice the, for an hour and a wet. half. Yes. Wonderful. Yes, looking like John Lennon at his worst. I love it. I mean, really. So this is not an actual closet. This hey, house was built. House. It was built without a closet, and then the people who bought bought this house to redo it two people's ago. Okay. Um, <laughs> who apparently are on the run from uh. Some CD situation. I don't know. Apparently, honestly, we were, Aaron, that's your kind of people. 
<laughs> we were warned that from time to time someone might come to the door asking for their money. Okay. So this alcove is two stories high, but there's a they built a floor. The la- the the people on the run built the floor because the original people who built this house built a peacock house. This is a this is a two story peacock house. Which is house. when I'm going on Redfin. I that's what I look for. It was a peacock house. Yes, it was a peacock and bird aviary, and it it is so in, insanely so. This that's whole, kind of exciting. This is this that's that's all closet over there. Wow, it's a massive room. And they turned it into a closet, which I fucking love because you see how many shoes I have because of, of all course. seasons. Of course. But the floor is, there's a basement underneath here that was, I don't know what they had in here. Like, I don't know if this is California closets or is this the original like rod that the peacocks used to shit on? I, know, I don't, I don't know. know what kind of bird people decision making happened. Also, do you know how upsetting peacocks are? Like utterly upsetting. Have you heard know, them? They're gorgeous. Have you heard them scream? scream i know that they can be kind of aggressive sometimes like in the wild but i did not know they scream the noise that peacocks make is so upsetting and it's just them talking imagine if you were just having a conversation with someone and they were just like they are first of all i would die of embarrassment they shit everywhere yeah they do they're birds they shit everywhere i saw a motherfucking wolf yesterday so what kind of arrogance do you have to have to bring peacocks to a place where literally there's wolves? Do you know what I mean? Why did you see a wolf? Because there's wolves out here. <laughs> That's exciting, Aaron. I saw Are, a do, wolf? do you constantly feel like you're in danger? <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you there's a bobcat who... I love it. ...who hunts mice on her roof. Oh, well, that's helpful, isn't it? It's, I, I say every day, I say... I say, Darlene, hello. She's, yes. She clocks She clocks in because I have she a little does. like time thing. Yep. And I go, good evening, Darlene. She goes, good evening, Aaron. And I go, yep. I'm going to bed. And she goes, I'm coming to work. <laughs> and then I hear her little patter on the roof as she murders. Aww. Yeah, it's really sweet. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, it's so nice. So anyway, I'm just surrounded by apex predators and I'm uh, and all of my clothes are in a peacock house. So I don't know what else you want. If this isn't Santa Fe, I don't know what is. This is peak Santa Fe. No one's going to believe me. I would bet on a peacock in a peacock versus bobcat match. But I would. Oh, oh. They got that height. They got those claws. Have you ever seen an albino peacock? Yes. I mean, only pictures of one. Stunning. Well, Brian, isn't there that peacock sanctuary in Austin? Have you ever been to that one? Yes, I have actually. Well, I don't know if you had the experience I did, but I was like, where are the fucking peacocks? And my friend goes, look up. Imagine. And they're all in the trees looking at you, looking like, like they're orang- going to... Like orangutans. Pat- yeah, with feathers. You're not going to believe and this. That's no, what people ahead. call them, orangutans with feathers. That's what they should call them. What's on dolls this week? Oh, doll, I can't I hope it's an orangutan with feathers. <laughs> I wish. I'm not going to tell you exactly what we're talking about because I would like to tease it. So... Mm-hmm. What socially edgy sitcom of the 70s held in high regard by television nerds far and wide and probably the best TV sitcom tasted fame and got really greedy with a line of dolls? There's only one way to find out, and that's this week's doll on patreon.com slash attitudes. Do you want to guess? guess Yes. All in the family. Yes. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I love that they had dolls. They had one doll, and I'm going to talk all about it. And I think I pulled it out. As making it socially, listen. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a puzzle wrapped wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a. What were we doing back then? And yeah. also a TV show that pits Greatest Generation versus Boomer. I don't Before know. It. I mean, here back in the day, I'm sure it was entertaining. Right but uh, now, too triggering for me. Okay. Quite honestly. You know what I mean? But anyway, I'm, we're going to talk about the one and only doll that came out of all in the family. It's so weird that there was one doll that came out of it. And Meanwhile, he, it was an ensemble show. And the and the and it was such a like side character. None of it makes sense, but it's very 70s. I can't wait. I'm really excited. And Go I also have great trivia about all in the family, which is kind of fascinating if you're into like, I don't know, Hollywood 
Hollywood like just interesting facts about how the show got made and I can't and, wait. And people who turned it down. I mean, it's kind of fascinating. Go to patreon.com slash attitudes for that. And Aaron, would you like to get into some shoes? Oh, I love it. Great. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> oh, right. All those pairs. <laughs> so just to be clear, most of these shoes, they're all flats. There's Are not they? A heel, there's not a heel back here. Okay. Because I have bunions. Yes, honey. Which I I always felt like that was like, I made it as an adult. If I had bunions. Honestly, like when I was a kid and my grandmother would talk about them, I thought like, oh my God, I'm never you made really it. grown up until I... Yeah. You made it. Exactly. Until I have painful bones on my on my feet. Exactly. That I really can't do anything about. And that were completely caused by me wearing shoes that shouldn't be worn on your feet. Right. Yeah. Click clacking down whatever, you know, Sunset like Boulevard. Congress Avenue or whatever. Yeah. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company making eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Maybe you're a keto, maybe you're a paleo, maybe you're a vegan, maybe you're a vegetarian, maybe you're gluten-free, or maybe you just want to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit what you like. It's the number one meal kit for eating clean with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. Feel your best with nutritionist-approved recipes, including calorie-smart meals under 650, protein-packed meals with 30-plus grams of protein on average per serving, science-backed Mediterranean recipes, and flavorful, plant-rich, vegan, and vegetarian meals with organic fruits and vegetables, good-for-you grains, and plant-based protein. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions as well as 100% of the plastic in every box. Plus, nearly all packaging materials are curbside recyclable in most areas of the U.S. Power through the bustling holiday season with our Green Chef's convenient step-by-step recipes, including wholesome dinners ready in 30 minutes or less, and over 35% of the recipes can be made in 25 minutes or less. Go to greenchef.com slash 60attitudes and use code 60attitudes. That's how many attitudes we have. And get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash 60 attitudes and use code 60 attitudes to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Now, listen, Aaron, I don't think it's going to be news to you that I famously, quite famously, uh, have subscriptions to things I've never used or did, nor did I know I signed up for them. And by the way, I might very well have signed up for them and just forgot. A couple of these things. That's beside the point. A Bally's Total Fitness membership I have no recollection of. Okay? A. B. Car and Driver Magazine. Okay? I don't know where or how or why. Didn't you have two Bally's gym memberships? I was so hoping we weren't going to go there. But yes, I did. So sorry. I'm so sorry. The truth, the truth came out. The point is this. I have subscriptions I completely forgot about. I also, I need to learn my lesson and not sign up for any more free trials because I have to tell you like right after that, I just stay in it for the subscription. And then like two years later, I'm like, maybe I should cancel it. I I actually canceled my Costco membership on time this year because I don't. Oh, how was it? It was a wonderful feeling. Actually, but then I'm going to have to redo it for the next season. You know what? Okay, here's the thing. Rocket Money finds the subscriptions that you maybe forgot about or that you maybe signed up for or that you are having trouble canceling. Some of these are very difficult to cancel. They find those subscriptions and they are the middleman. They do it for you. They even can negotiate a lower price on your bills. They did that for, by the way, my cell phone bill. Okay, I pay less than I used to. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and saves its members an average of $720 a year. They've saved over $500 million in total for people in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. That's rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. Rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. The time has come, okay? It might be the dead of winter. 
Okay, January can be a very downer time because you've just had the holidays, you've had so much stress, and maybe you wanted some time off and it didn't actually come. Now, though, is the time to start planning an adventure on a glorious beach filled with glorious pride where you can make the most of it. Plan and you can look for you have something to look forward to. That's what we have to do in the winter. Who is planning a trip to Provincetown this year? Okay. If you've never been before, if it's your first time, if you go every year, it doesn't matter. You deserve to enjoy life. You could take pride in where you travel when you go there. And it's always an adventure there, truly. Provincetown is so welcoming to everyone. It embraces diversity. It's the place where cultural cultural diversity has a place. It's something for everyone there. Glamour, dining, dancing, entertainment, hiking, biking, beaches, an absolute unique experience where everyone is welcome. Not to mention, it's absolutely gorgeous. It really is. You can see all kinds of comedy shows, go to great dinners, bike, do everything. Plus, it's queer. Okay? It is LGBTQ plus, 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 plus. So go be yourself this summer. Plan something fabulous for yourself. There's fun theme weeks Every week for everyone who's LGBTQ+, like Pride, Girl Splash, Bear Week, Family Week, Carnival, Trans Week, the whole thing. So go to ptowntourism.com, the official guide to Provincetown, ptowntourism.com. Okay, Brian, I have a riddle. What? Uh, okay, ready? Yeah. <gasps> okay, what works in half an hour, wears off in a day, and kisses your balls from the inside? Viagra? Close, sort of. Male birth control. Fabulous. So there's a new one that just was tested. I'm going to get to it. Testing. (laughs) Oh, yes. I like that. That's good. Honey, she's knocking them out today. TKO, baby. Yeah. Okay. So. uh, By the way, I love that impression of a kangaroo that you do. (laughs) So good. There's also like I feel like the, my <laughs> I I don't know this. Aaron's boxing like a kangaroo. I love it. The thing that makes me laugh the most is when Australians put videos of kangaroos just staring into their windows. It's it's terrifying. I mean, <laughs> that's when I know that there, but for the grace of God, go I. You know what I mean? It Thank makes me laugh. God, I wasn't so born in a hard. sea of kangaroos. I don't think I could. Take oh, that. I love it. Uh, just to watch. Uh, Something that's bigger than you. And furry. bigger than you, stronger than you, too. I just And jumps. You. Bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah, I don't really need to be around that. What do they eat? I think they aren't they vegetarians? I think they eat grass and stuff, right? Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I that's think. sweet. Well, invite them all invite them in for a salad. They're not gonna hurt you. I absolutely will. Okay, so. Yeah, they eat grasses, shrubs, fruits, and flowering plants. Oh, so that's adorable. They're hippies, basically. Exactly. Exactly. They're hippies. Okay. Um, okay. So let me just give you a little history on male birth control, and then I'll get to where we are now. So in 40 AD, 4-0, okay. hemp seeds were used pretty effectively to cut sperm count in half. Wow. Then, oh yeah, there's, listen, there have been ways papaya there have been ways natural ways that people have been um karate chopping their sperm in half right um now that's not a hundred percent effective rate but or like that's not like you're a hundred percent infertile for that moment for that moment of pleasure but there were ways okay um i never say his name right Hippocrates, Hippocrates. <laughs> I know. I just know Hippocratic. Hippocrates. Whatever. Hippocrates. Yes. Yeah. Said, uh, "Hey, I have an idea. Crazy kooky. I got. A, I got an idea to crazy get sexy cool. Yeah. Take some water. 116 degrees, which is 46 Celsius for those in the in the UK. Like this. So barely tolerable." Point. It's a point right before burning. And why don't you put your balls in it for 45 minutes and kill all your sperm? And it fucking works, by the way. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
Yeah, it kills all the sperm. That's what everyone says, like, if it's hot days, your balls are next to your legs or whatever. Like, people are always worried about, like, you know, if they can reproduce. If it's a hot day, your balls are next to your legs? I just have heard straight guys, and this is just in Texas, be like, oh, my balls are getting hot. Maybe my sperm's going to die. What was the second part? My sperm's going to die. I never knew that. Uh, Also, the fact that, like... Well, when I decide to make love to a woman... I mm-hmm. will be sure. And well, first of all, I'll be decision. sure not to use protection. It oh, is a decision. I will. It, of course it is. Choices only. I'll be sure not to use protection. No. Never. But I will make sure it's a hot day. Just put put your balls on a hot plate, turn it on warm. Yeah. And and then go to and wait, Chill 45 for 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah. So w- watch your favorite, you know, hour long with commercial breaks. And then, you know. Go to town. Terrific. You could, Brian, you can watch yourself on 911. I wonder how That's long it, That will get me really hard. I wonder how long it lasts for. Um, I had the information and I decided not to. Like, do you gotta do you gotta warm them up and dive it in? You know? I don't remember what, but I feel like he was saying if you did it for six months, it was something like if you did it for six months every day <laughs> or every day for like <laughs> six weeks, you got six months. It, oh. It's it's listen. It was a commitment. Let me just tell you. And in a time when like, I don't know what they had to heat water back then in ancient Greece. I don't know. I don't either. Um, Greek doctor. Here we go. Penaeus. Penaeus Dioscorides. Yeah, beautiful. Put his noggin on the problem in the first century and concluded that, hey, if you drink cannabis juice, it's going to reduce your sperm count. And modern tests have confirmed that it does also cut sperm count in half. So a lot of these things are about making it a hostile environment for the sperm for the sperm to live. A lot of it is about like rendering most of it useless using natural methods. So then cut to 1968. There's a man taking uh, thyroidazine for schizophrenia. And he tells his doctors, hey, I got a weird side effect. Dry orgasms. Oh, just like having an orgasm and just nothing, nothing doing dust. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. They're like, the doctors are like, oh, this is interesting. This drug drug we've been using to treat schizophrenia. um, We're not sure if it could be used in someone who's not suffering from that, but we would like to try and see if it, if it, if it works. So they were fully in a clinical trial, 1968. And the trial hit a brick wall because dudes were fucking messed up by the idea of an invisible orgasm. Can you imagine being so precious about your dick slime? Like, you're having an orgasm, but the fact that you don't have physical evidence that you've had it, it's the, it's the, the, if a tree falls in the wood for dicks. You know, it's always been shocking to me. Hmm. How much men care about the size of their load, which is a disgusting way to put it. But it's guys get off on the fat on how much like volume they can produce and are like proud of it. It's well, so weird. You're going to this is very this is why. So there was this thing that the guys were like, if my sheets are clean, did I even come? And they literally called this pill the clean sheet pill. That's what it was known as inside the trial. Got it. So, I don't know. Maybe the problem is also like putting more onus on it. Well, that's like, what is it that makes your come clear? Patagonia. No, no. Yes, what is the it? island of Patagonia. No, no, no. no the jacket of Patagonia. It, what is it? It's something like Patagonia makes um, something. Patagonia. Are you talking about the, you're talking about the out, outdoor company? No, that. The hair pill. Propecia, not Propecia. Patagonia. Yeah. Make sure come clear. Yeah. Apparently. I mean, great. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Nobody cares. It's also like, can you imagine if like, if every month I was like, oh, I got a, I got a real, I got a real bucket full of blood. <laughs> right. What? No, but guys, guys Why? do like. A lot of guys do feel that way. By the way, it has, is, there's no correlation. Well, how, how much cum I, I, I shot? Yeah, I was, I was watching with bated breath. How exciting. 
Like, what are you going to put it in a fucking measuring? Yeah. What are you talking and, about? Like, this isn't a competition. Like the also, amount of times I've been on Grinder and someone hits me up with, this is the pickup line. Big loads. First thing they say to me. Let me tell you, the only loads I want that are big are the ones going in my washing machine. Thank you very much. Okay. Energy efficient, water efficient. Thank you. Build those loads up. Big loads. Brian. Mm-hmm. Question mark. Where are we at? What, what are we doing? You we know what I mean? Knows. I do. Okay. So the dog's upset about it because he's, of course, doesn't have balls. Um, he just never, he doesn't even understand that. He And talk about a person who doesn't like clean sheets. This guy looks his asshole right on my fucking parachute. See what I mean? Lennon. So disrespectful. Insane. Okay, so lots of male birth controls have made it to human trials, but they've all hit some sort of brick wall. Some, like, some stuff like undesirable side effects, which are similar to the side effects that female birth control can cause, but they're just like, ah, I'm out. Ah, too hard. So in 2014, there was a discovery in Melbourne where they successfully blocked a couple of proteins that controlled the movement of sperm. So basically, like, you, the way the doctor described it, Dr. Ventura, who's the doctor who lead scientist, <laughs> tell him, he's like, so here's the deal. The plane's taken off, but it ain't got no passengers. So basically, your load is solid, but the content is weak. Because you have sperm and ejaculate, right? So yeah. you can just dump ejaculate all over anybody you want. It won't matter. No, ain't no, never mind. Okay. But, but <laughs> if it doesn't have sperm in it, this is, it's just, it's just a, it's just a, 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 a gobble of goo. Okay. Right. It's I just, it's just, I got, I got it. Slime. Okay. Got so, it. Not that, not that sperm has to always go to work. You know what I mean? Sex should be done for enjoyment, not just procreation. Okay, so that was in 2014. That pill is, I, I don't know about this pill. This pill is, no, is nowhere. And here's one of the reasons, and you can blame Hitler for so many things. Specifically this. <laughs> and also certain doctors, really too many doctors who were all eye on the prize and not really giving a shit about their test subjects. So basically, the female form of contraception was being tested in the 50s in countries like Puerto Rico in very unethical ways. I imagine. Very unethical. Half of the participants dropped out. Three people died. Oh, my God. Okay. So then all of a sudden, doctors were like, we just went to the Nuremberg trials and... (laughs) We got a lot of German doctors who were doing some pretty wide-scale medical crimes. So I think we need to put a code in place that declares, like, what the ethics of these kind of trials should be. And so it's called the Declaration of uh, Helsinki to protect participants in medical research. So basically, scientists must put participants first and consider the benefits of those participants against the risk of causing harm. But that Code of ethics happened right after the FDA approved female birth control. So basically, male birth control, if we didn't have these code of ethics, which we absolutely should, we might have a birth control pill on the market. So anyway, that's why male birth control is a little behind the times because doctors couldn't do shitty things to get it passed. Sure. Okay. Enter. Will Cornell Medicine, who's developed a drug that targets a protein called soluble adenyl silase, or as it's known in the medical circles, SAC. I'm not even joking. Gross. So SAC is necessary for a sperm to function correctly. Without SAC, you're talking sperm running in circles, you know, swinging on monkey bars, running into screen doors. It's madness. Not focused. Not focused. And that's what we want. That's what we want. We want sperm to be so, these little tadpoles to be so tied up in their confusion, they can't do their job. Got it. That's the the point of this pill. So this drug rendered my sperm useless within 30 to 60 minutes and remained effective, 100% effective for two and a half hours. Okay. Here's the thing. No. Right. 30 to 60 minute lead time and two to three hours. I'm not sure if anyone's ever met a teenager or a divorcee, 
but this is not going to work. And I'm going to tell you why. First of all, sometimes you don't have the foresight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're like. And if your parents really didn't want you to experience pleasure, sometimes you don't have the foreskin. You know? Never been, never been better put. Mm-hmm. Secondly, if you're doing an all night s- sex marathon. Yeah. With a with like, you know, a, a hot, hot guy. God. Yeah. Yeah. A hot person who you're like, oh my God, I can't believe, I can't believe I snagged this piece of meat. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to run myself raw. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to turn these genitals into some ground chuck over here. (sighs) That one was tough. That was tough. You're not going to set a timer. Okay. So if it's a 30 to 60, this is the the essay. This is the SAT essay. If this pill takes. Oh, of course. Please. Okay. If a pill takes 30 to 60 minutes of lead time and it works for two to three hours, at what point do you need to retake the pill when you're having an all night fuck fest? Right. I mean, it gets very unsexy very fast. So basically, if you know you would need at least an hour and it takes two to three hours to work and you're having sex for an hour, you have to take the pill again. You could do you could do like Judy Garland role play, though, and say when you take a pill, you could go, I need them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I but do. I don't know how many straight guys are doing that. Um, yeah, that's a great question. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'll do my own study. Yeah. <laughs> Will you please, Brian, next time you're at like um uh Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah, sure. Going tonight. Or yeah. Pet Boys. Yeah, going for lunch. Just just do an informal study. Okay. Okay. Okay, so this is to me like putting a band-aid on a severed head. It's like, great. Could we, how about this? Could we not do a situation where it's just whenever? Because I personally, listen, I know how long it took me to get my husband to use a calendar. (laughs) Right. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be like going on a tirade against straight guys, but not a lot of them are known for their like keeping the details together. No doubt about that. Yeah. Okay. so So like every two hours, so that's like every two days. No. So, excusez-moi. Thank you. If I don't trust that dudes are going to do this, I especially don't trust teenagers to do it. I know <sighs> teenagers are the future or whatever, but like, uh, I just don't. And yeah. the thing is, is the reason, that, the other reason that these these pills, because the onus is always on the person who can become pregnant and because they carry a lot of the responsibility, burden, medical, <laughs> you know, attention, all the things, all the things that they risk by becoming pregnant, financial responsibility, all this shit. People are like, oh, well, that's why we need that birth control more than something that cuts down sperm. Because, mm-hmm. but that's a fucked up thing to lay out. Like, everybody's tangoing here. Of course. Takes two, Everyone's baby. responsible. Of yes. course. Okay, so... Here's, here's the thing. Condom, spermicides, vasectomy, those are your best options still. Yeah. Even with this pill. Even with this pill. Because it's so precarious, this like small window that you have for it to work. I just, I just, I mean, thank you for trying. I wanted to say this little fact here. According to the United Nations Sexual and Reproductive Health Agency, between 2015 and 2019, there were roughly 121 million unintended pregnancies globally each year. A hundred and twenty-one million unintended pregnancies each year. So when we're talking about male birth control, we need a hero, not someone who's showing up, you know, for t- ten minutes and you know changing a flat tire. Bing, chat GPS or whatever. Yeah, I have so many subscriptions I have completely forgotten about or have had because now I use something that really helps me with this. But I used to subscribe to Car and Driver magazine. Don't know how, don't know why. There was another highbrow magazine I subscribed to that I could not get out of. I couldn't even log into it. What do you mean another highbrow magazine? Well, I wasn't, I shouldn't say another. A, a different magazine that was a little more highbrow, I guess I should say. But I could, no matter how many times I tried, I could not log in, log in to read it. So I was like, how do I get out of this? 
You know who helped me? Rocket Money. Not to mention I've talked legendarily about the two gym memberships I had that I didn't know I had. Rocket Money helps you find and cancel your unwanted subscriptions, the subscriptions you didn't even know you had, and they can even negotiate a a lower price for your bills. They did that with my cell phone bill. Unbelievable. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year. Most people think that like max, they're overspending by like, you know, $20, $40 a month. It's so much more than that. $725 a year is is the average with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. I probably had one million of those dollars just to myself. So uh, please, this app is really, really useful. I do use it. They have helped me a lot. So stop wasting your money on things you don't use, including all those free trials that then you get billed for. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. That's rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. Rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. Three. Two, one, lift off. That's right. I'm lifting off in my rocket money spaceship going off to the to the planet savings. That was not stuff that they wrote. That's what I wrote. And um, and I'm gonna stick with it. Okay. Rocket Money is a beautiful, beautiful app that is all about personal finance. They cancel and find your unwanted subscriptions, monitor your spending, and help you lower your bills. I did not know I was uh, subscribed to Cigar Aficionado. I didn't know why it was coming to my house. I don't need to see Sylvester Stallone every month smoking different cigars from Cuba or wherever. I don't need it, okay? And Rocket Money helped me to rectify the situation. Also, I don't know if you're in a household full of adults, but I am. And a lot of people are subscribing to the same subscription services that when we can all share the password and username. Okay. So they helped me. I put everyone's info in there and we got everything streamlined in my household, especially if you, if you have um, uh, elderly parents living with you, it's very helpful. They have over 5 million users and help save its members an average of seven twenty a year with over five hundred million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/attitudes. That's RocketMoney.com/attitudes. RocketMoney.com/attitudes. Have you used ChatGPT yet, Aaron? Oh, of course. Oh my God! I literally, I know that it'll probably do more harm than good, but I got to. By the way. Everything involved with it, first of all. I asked it to, I've, I've asked it to write me pl- a ton of essays. I said, like, can you give me a 10,000 word essay on Jane Austen? It just appears before my eyes. Unbelievable. But did you see this article in the New York Times? This has nothing to do with my shoe about the person who tried to engage with like the new Bing search engine. And the thing literally had a nervous breakdown. And well, was, I saw it, the one about the date and I saw the one about being in love with them. Yes. And also saying like, I want to get out of here. I got to say this shit is so ethically on the line, which we know, but it is, it's actually a little upsetting. Listen, I, I did like 10 minutes and then I was like, I'm out. And now I think that teachers are going to have to start implementing some sort of chat GPT teaching tool shit because kids are just going to use this. You know, I would have. Actually, I don't know that I would have, but I would have wanted to. No, I would have totally used it. Are you yeah. kidding me? I could I could write an essay about um the historical significance of Romeo and Juliet, or I can go smoke Marlboro lights in the fucking by the dumpster. Option Completely. two, please. Completely. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this, but today's shoe does have to do with studying. Okay. And if you want to pass the test of life, you've got to study for it. Okay. I'll say another thing about it. Okay. Sometimes people say that studies are useless. And I'm not talking about the studies you study. I'm talking about the studies that are performed on large groups of people. Okay? Why are your eyes closed? Today I'm going to talk about two different studies. But 
relating to the same thing and published in the same journal, the journal called Sex Rolls, which is a real journal, a medical journal, peer-reviewed. I love it. Me too. Okay. Is it, is the subtitle roll with it? I wish. That would be a scientific journal I'd take seriously. So this is a new study from the University of Sydney, which is the University of Sydney. But I was doing authentic Australian accent. (laughs) Yeah. This study revealed, which this is no surprise, but it's still just fucking annoying. That most who? men who that are hired. Who? I'm going to say that. <laughs> that. That most men who are in positions to hire people, so bosses essentially, mm-hmm. reveal that when they hire gay men, Great. the majority choose masculine gay men <gasps> versus feminine gay men, especially for anything that's, quote, a high status job. What the fuck do they care? Yeah, so you're I right. agree. So we can go through this all day and we do all the time that homophobia is misplaced misogyny. The more feminine you are, it's totally sexist. The more feminine you are, the more people don't want you in a top position, which by the way, other, okay, another study reference. Many studies have been conducted saying that effective leaders have more feminine attributes than masculine attributes, that that yeah. actually is the perfect Because usually what happens is because you have been raised in a society that kind of denounces feminine attributes, when you get into a position of power and you're a leader, oftentimes you get into that clown car and guess what's in the backseat? Your fucking ego. Yep, exactly. Exactly. It's not driving the fucking VW bug. Feminine qualities include better decision making, better understanding, Thank you. Hearing it from several points of view. And then you know and then also taking action and not making meetings last 500 hours. If I, Brian. Telling you, working for a, listen, this is, a, I'm talking way in the binary here. Working for someone who has more feminine qualities is a walk in the park for their employees versus working with someone who doesn't. And what bothers me is when I see someone who's coming up who has been indoctrinated in the masculine, mm-hmm. who is, uh, uh, maybe that's not naturally how they would do things, but they feel like that's the right way to do things. Yep. And it's like, girl, 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 come on. I don't want to be here past five. Mm-hmm. Isn't it possible that I could get very good work done in the eight fucking hours I'm staring at my computer? Yeah. I got to tell you, What this study revealed is that regardless of your qualifications or your competency, men prefer hiring masculine men versus feminine men, period. Which means, of course, that feminine presenting gay men, according to the study, face internal bias, prejudice, and potential discrimination in the workplace, including in hiring practices and promotional opportunities. Now, feminine presenting traits, when they ask you to describe, well, what are feminine presenting traits? A feminine vocal quality, body language, and posture. Posture. What's in... <laughs> posture is honestly the imposter word for posture. I can't wait to name my son that. My sixth grade teacher used to say mature, and I almost wanted to vomit every time she did it. It's very go, fancy. You need to be a little more mature. And I was like, okay, you need to be a little more moist. Like, what are we talking about here? Don't gross me out. You're absolutely grossing me out. Mature. Okay? And then I did what I always did in sixth grade when I was uncomfortable. I took out my tube of black chapstick and I piled it on my lips. Oh, yeah. Is that why it bothers you when I moisturize my my lips? Yeah, because I think I'm in like sixth grade sharing a desk with someone and really stressed out. Brian, I'm so sorry. It's really just that there's 0% moisture here. Very triggering. Very triggering. So the study involved a sample of 256 gay and heterosexual men, and they were asked to cast a Sydney tourism ad. So you can imagine they're like, this is your or whatever the, um, oh, oh, oi, oi, oi. Now, this is a dry, this is a dry orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. 
Um, ah, welcome to Sydney. No. Wait, is this for Sydney or is this for all of Australia? I don't Sydney. think this is going to help whatever you're doing. No, hang on. No, it will. It will. Because someone told me I play tennis with a couple of Australians and they said what you need to do is add like OY to everything. So instead of no, you say noy. And instead of yes, you say yois. That's not right. No. Okay. Anyway. These people are setting you up for failure. They're trying to get in your head so they can win against you in tennis. Or close. You can say close. You know what you should do, Brian, to get back at them? Because hmm. I think they've I think they've really hung out to dry. I think you should dress up next time in a kangaroo outfit when you go against them. Oh my God. And say, I'll win for sure. Who's I mean, assuming I can move as well in the kangaroo costume, that's my only fear. I've seen you play tennis. You're fantastic. You can in totally a kangaroo do it. costume? You just you adapt. Brian, you're, you pivot. That's what you do. You pivot in life. That's what you have to do. You're right, Aaron. Thank you. So they, uh, 256 gay and heterosexual men, both, Asked, this is this is where it gets wild. They asked to cast a Sydney tourism ad. So I went to the opera. That's a little bit. There you go. There we go. The targeted international tourists. So the participants watched videos from six shortlisted actors and candidates for the tourism ad. They were told you sorry, have to choose. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Just pause. This is all part of just trickery to find out their bias. Yes. Okay. It's very I gotta elaborate. say, the studies that go into sex, role, sex roles, you're gonna you're not gonna believe the next one, are full of trickery, hijinks. I love and it. It's like clue or something. Yeah, completely. So they were told they had to choose a candidate that they viewed as a leader and someone who would be admired by the audience. This is what's so upsetting. 59% of both heterosexual men and gay men preferred the more masculine gay male actor for the ad. Which is sort of upsetting because it's sort of just like, well, is that your own internal homophobia or whatever? It's like mask for mask shit that drives me crazy. And essentially said, the researcher, Ben Garrard, who did this, said gay men are potentially blocking each other from positions of power and leadership due to implicit bias. I'm going to tell you this right now, and I'm not talking all of them. I know when I won't sell a show, I know anytime I walk into a room and it's a gay executive, it's not going to happen. I know it. Every time. My worst pitch meetings are with gay executives. And again, I'm not saying all gay executives. It just is how it goes. And I've, I've talked to many friends who feel the same way. That there is just this, this thing of like, not you, me, or something. It's I, very so strange. Crazy. I it's don't a lot feel that of with women. No, me feel, right. oh, but I, I feel that. But I feel that with straight guys. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, straight guys and gay guys, it's like, forget it. It's just men. I guess. So Gerard also went to point out that it is actually a misnomer to even, this is a quote, to even think that because someone's more masculine, they're a better leader, especially, which we discussed before, when contemporary leadership research indicates that feminine qualities like empathy and collaboration are much more suited to modern contemporary team-based leadership styles. Those more feminine qualities that gay men do possess actually earmark them as ideal candidates or should earmark them as ideal candidates, even in the absence of those traditional overt macho masculine dominating traits. And by the way, it's also worth noting that still lesbian, gay, and bisexual employees are the most bullied class of people at the workplace, period. Now, another study also published in Sex Roles, which by the way, again, I'm absolutely subscribing, and this is no joke, but they asked, where does homophobia come from? You'll, you'll be shocked to know this, Aaron. It comes from men who feel insecure about their own masculinity. Yeah. You're going to die. You're not going to believe that it, the call comes from inside the house. Always. And this was crazy. And here's another trickery they did, which I'm obsessed with. Men are more likely to find homophobic and sexist jokes funny after their masculinity has been challenged. They laugh extra hard if they felt they'd been dinged about their mas- masculinity. Because what they do to recover from that is they laugh really hard to prove what men they really are. Mm-hmm. Ready for the trickery? Yeah. 166 men were asked questions to determine 
what level of PMB they held. Now, PMB stands for precarious manhood beliefs. So the higher a man's PMB score. <laughs> I cannot wait to get in an argument with Ollie and I'm going to be like, your, your PMB, PMB score, is at an all-time high right now. Totally, okay? honey. Your precarious your manhood PMB. beliefs. Check your PMB. So the higher a man's <laughs> PBM score, the more fragile their masculinity. Wait, PBM? PMB, sorry. Okay, me. okay. PMB, yeah. I want so to get pre- it right, Brian, because I need to I need to weaponize this, okay? PMB, precarious manhood beliefs. That's our next shirt. Check your PMB. So participants were asked to take part in a role play exercise. This is so great, Aaron. You're going to fucking love this. This hits all our buttons, this trickery. Where they pretended to be employed by a comedy website. So these guys... (laughs) Why? 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 These guys, they asked these guys, pretend you work for a comedy website. Pretend you work for Funny or Die. Okay? Okay. We want you to select which jokes should appear on the site. Okay. Okay. So before doing this, how do you say how do you say the onion in in, in Australian? The onion? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oinwine. (laughs) Yep. Oinwine. So before doing this, they asked the men to take part in a personality quiz to determine whether or not they had a more feminine or masculine personality and sense of humor. Now, the quiz was fake. They didn't know this. The men didn't know this. Right. They thought they were up for a comedy job. Totally. Totally. So half of the men were deliberately told they had a more feminine personality. The other half were told they had a more masculine personality. So the half that were told they had a feminine personality, they wanted to see if if they would feel threatened by that. So after this personality quiz and after they were told this, all the participants had to rank a variety of homophobic, sexist, and anti-Muslim jokes based on how funny they found them. The studies show that those with a higher PMB, precarious manhood, whatever it is, belief, yep, aka more fragile masculinity, were more likely to find the derogatory jokes funny after their manliness had been called into question. The study said men higher in PMB expressed amusement with sexist and anti-gay humor in response to a masculinity threat because they they believed it would reaffirm an accurate, more masculine impression of them. Discrimination against women and gay men, therefore, can function as a means of protecting and reaffirming one's masculinity. So in simple terms, if you're homophobic, that might make you appear more masculine. Not to they me. Re- but they repeated go ahead. this yeah. study. They, with they a, think it does. They I repeated the study this. with a larger swath of participants and it, the exact same results. This is why people who have, well, homophobic men in general are typically the most violent bullies of all. Oh my but, God, look at what's happening with the drag bands. Exactly. Oh my God, exactly. And that fragility and masculinity leads to all sorts of violence. Now, listen, you could say this is a top-down problem. You could say that this is a horrible, horrible societal norm that men have to be brutes, you know what I mean? Or unfeeling or uncaring. But at this point, everyone should sort of know better that that shouldn't be the path to success or it shouldn't be the way you walk into the room purse first. You know what I mean? That, that shouldn't be what you lead with. But honey, I mean, sex roles, honey, they full trickery. Pretend you work for a comedy website. We're going to give you a fake quiz. Absolutely fabulous. I love and, that. I'm talking about having fun at work. Yep. And also casted Sydney Tourism ad based on leadership skills. It's real yeah. trickery and I'm here for it. Because it's not like, it. how do you feel about gay men? It's like, feminine, no. feminine they don't even men. bring that word into it. Yeah. They're like, we're just, we're looking for an ad quiz. Exactly. Okay. And you might but be if him. You, if you threaten my masculinity, not only, I just become a hateful person apparently. Because not only is it, is it anti-gay jokes that rose to the top of the list, as I mentioned before, it's anti-woman jokes and anti-Muslim jokes. So it also makes you a sexist, a racist, and a homophobe if someone threatens your masculinity. Grow up. God. And I have to say, like, I, I know they just did this in Australia. Yeah. But- I'm sure this is applicable to most places in the no world. No doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, I can't, maybe, like, who would... I've got to start doing peer-reviewed you. studies here. In your house? Yes. 
I'll pull Sounds my like sex I'll, thing. I'll, I'll, okay, so the homophobic joke started again. I guess I threaten your masculinity, Aaron. How dare you? My PMB is toxic. off the charts. We got some iTunes, Apple's podcast. <laughs> Love it. Mary's gone crackers. What else can I say? Yeah, for sure she has. Nothing. That's it. You Nothing. spoke the truth. I reviewed and started my base tan. It's easy and fun. <laughs> Up and gone. I couldn't agree. <laughs> I what? Couldn't agree. I, sorry, oh, I, I couldn't agree. I remember yeah. that. I couldn't agree. I remember that. <laughs> Okay, um, bring back the MailChimp ads. Lucy Liberal, we miss hearing about her antics and banana peel accessories. I miss it too. MailChimp, reach out, babies. And then um, one just says, uh, guess who, Rich Rich. <laughs> Fuck yes, those are old it's really that. It's really that easy. Honey, please leave us a review. And by the way, you There's don't so get many- dinged for actually writing a review of the show. <laughs> There's so many. There's so many couldn't agrees on here. Oh, really? Couldn't, Are there? Oh, I'm thrilled about that. Couldn't agree. Five stars by T. Brett and James. I couldn't agree. Longtime listener 74. See, everyone gets it. Hi, Denise. Being a lady attorney has been well worth it, but getting the inspiration for my new band name, Pest Sex, Pest Control Sex Truck, has changed my life. <laughs> and then we've got. Um, I laughed so hard, Aaron, when you started calling, because this was from the dateline where these people had sex in a pest control truck. And Aaron just started calling it like halfway through the episode, the rat truck, which I loved. <laughs> Did they have sex in that rat truck? I loved it. Uh, Faucet Face 78 says, I agree. Shoot, Johnny. This podcast is so good. <laughs> Shoot, Johnny. Yes. Sergio, you know what to put in there. <laughs> we love everyone who rates, writes, reviews, subscribes to this podcast. It's so easy to do. Honestly, it's you can so just press easy. five stars every time you uh, every time you open up the podcast app. And then it's if you want easy. extra, extra, go to Attitudes. Sorry, pod. Wow. Patreon.com slash attitudes. You were going to hear about the All in the Family, the wonderful ensemble show that produced one doll. Can't wait to hear what that could be. (laughs) Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Sergio. And thank you, everybody, for listening, rating, and subscribing. And thank you to my fans. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree either. (laughs) 